No other book has so profoundly impacted so many lives as the Bible. Welcome to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. Today we return to the book of Joel. In the future, God will be zealous for His land and restore the years the locust had eaten. He will pour out His Spirit on all flesh before the great and awesome day of the Lord. We hope you join us as Pastor Darrell continues in Joel chapter 2 on Simply the Bible. Earlier in the book of Joel, we saw that a great locust plague had devastated the land of Judah. And Joel used this to speak of a greater invasion that was coming. Joel called upon the people to repent and return to the Lord. He said, who knows if he will turn and relent and leave a blessing behind him, a grain offering and a drink offering for the Lord your God. If God's people turn from their sins and seek the Lord with all their hearts, who knows what kind of spiritual revival that that might bring and how our land might be healed. It was true in Joel's day. It is true in our day as well. We continue in chapter 2, verse 18, which looks forward to this time of restoration. Then the Lord will be zealous for his land and pity his people. The Lord will answer and say to his people, Behold, I will send you grain and new wine and oil, and you will be satisfied by them. I will no longer make you a reproach among the nations." So the Lord would be zealous for his land. That land of Israel belongs to God, always has, always will. And he will be zealous for it to bring prosperity to it. He will pity his people. Even in the midst of judgment, God remembers mercy and he pities his people because of his great love. And they will be prospered materially. He will remove also their reproach from the nations. Now, when they had judgment coming upon them, the nations were cursing them. They were a byword among the nations who insulted them, but that would happen no more. But I will remove far from you the northern army and will drive him away into a barren and desolate land with his face toward the eastern sea and his back toward the western sea. His stench will come up and his foul odor will rise because he has done monstrous things. Now, who is Joel speaking of here? Not all commentators agree on this, but God said that there will be a northern army. Now, was this the locust still, or was he speaking of an actual army? It would seem it is an actual army that would come from the north, and it could be that this was fulfilled by the Assyrians when the Assyrians came from the north and brought havoc against the nation of Judah and conquered many of its cities. But then when they came to Jerusalem, God turned them back uh, and they were destroyed. We know that God sent an angel that killed 185,000 of the Assyrian troops. And so it could be that this is where he, he turns them back. They would uh, be driven away into a barren and desolate land between the seas. That's between the Eastern Sea, which would be the Dead Sea, and the Western Sea, which would be the Mediterranean. And their stench would come up. Now, I don't know what 185,000 corpses would smell like, but I think it would be pretty bad. And that could very well be what God was speaking of here. Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord has done marvelous things. Do not be afraid, you beasts of the field, for the open pastures are springing up and the tree bears its fruit. The fig tree and the vine yield their strength. 
Be glad then, you children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God. For he has given you the former rain faithfully, and he will cause the rain to come down for you, the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. The threshing floors shall be full of wheat, and the vats shall overflow with new wine and oil. So God said, my people, be glad, rejoice. The pastures are springing up so they would have green pastures for their livestock. They would prosper their trees, their vineyards, their fig trees, olive trees. They would all bear fruit. And so they could rejoice also because they would receive the early rains, which would be in like the September time, the early autumn, and the latter rains in the spring. They were dependent upon the rainfall and that would bring forth an abundance of wheat and wine and oil. So I will restore to you the years that the swarming locust has eaten, the crawling locust, the consuming locust, and the chewing locust, my great army which I sent among you. You shall eat in plenty and be satisfied and praise the name of the Lord your God who has dealt wondrously with you, and my people shall never be put to shame. Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel. I am the Lord your God, and there is no other. My people shall never be put to shame. And so this is just a beautiful time of restoration. And God says, I will restore the years the locusts have eaten. And, you know, God had brought these locusts as judgment, and they had taken away their years of prosperity. It was a setback, but now God would restore that. And this could very well have been What happened after the Assyrians came in the land? Because when Hezekiah heard about this and Sennacherib had sent his field commander to Jerusalem and he had threatened to conquer Jerusalem, well, Hezekiah cried out to the Lord and Isaiah came and said, listen, I'm going to take care of the Assyrians and this shall be a sign to you. You shall eat this year what grows of itself and the second year what springs from the same and also the third year sow and reap, plant vineyards and eat the fruit of them and the remnant who have escaped of the house of Judah shall again take root downward and bear fruit upward. So Isaiah said that after this threat from the Assyrians, God would again prosper them and so it's very possible that this is uh, what was being fulfilled from the word of Joel. But I think this has another application, and that is for any of us where we have made bad choices, and as a result, the locust has consumed maybe years, maybe opportunities that we could have had. But, you know, when we come back to the Lord, when we repent of our sins, we we can't ever undo the time that's been lost, but we can have restoration of opportunities and usefulness in the kingdom of God. And I see that happen over and over again, how God has restored what the locusts have eaten from people's lives as they turn their life over to the Lord. Hey, it's never too late. You never need to be without hope. God will take you where you're at. He's so gracious to take us where we're at and to bring us where he would have us be and where we ultimately want to be in that place of blessing and usefulness Uh, keeping ourselves in the love of God. God said, Then you shall know that I am in the midst of Israel and my people shall never be put to shame. This would seem to speak of something that was not fulfilled at that time, but was looking toward the future, the millennial kingdom, when God will be in the midst of Israel and then his people will never be put to shame. He said, I am Yahweh your God and there is no other. Of course, the people 
even after this event with the Assyrians, they would reject God, they would worship other gods, they would set up their idols, and so they would have to go into Babylonian captivity. But in the future, they will know that Yahweh is their God, there is no other, and they will never be put to shame again. And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy. Your old men shall dream dreams. Your young men shall see visions. And also on my men servants and on my maid servants, I will pour out my spirit in those days. So this blessed time that God speaks of where he would pour out his Holy Spirit on all flesh, their sons and their daughters prophesying, That was really fulfilling a wish of Moses that all of God's people would prophesy. But the question is, when does this happen? Well, we do know that on the day of Pentecost that the Holy Spirit was poured out on the church and they began to speak in other languages. They did not know the praises of God and those who were gathered for the feast heard the praises of God in their own native dialect. And they said, what is going on here? And Peter said, listen, they're not drunk like you think uh, because it's only nine o'clock in the morning. But this is what was spoken of by the prophet Joel. And he quoted this, that it shall come to pass that in the last days, God said, I will pour out my spirit on all flesh. And so clearly under the inspiration of the Holy Spirit, as Peter was filled with the spirit, he was saying that this was fulfilled then that this indicated the last days and God was pouring out his spirit. It began at that point. The church was born and yet it is continuing. And we're still in this period where God has poured out his spirit upon his people, those who call upon the name of Jesus Christ. And we have these gifts of prophecy, I believe. I don't believe that they ended in the early church, but they are available to those who believe who are filled with the Holy Spirit. Uh, and, And that will continue. And yet, it still is going to be realized in an even greater way when the Holy Spirit comes upon the nation of Israel at the end of the tribulation and God will pour out his spirit of grace and supplication upon Israel according to Zechariah chapter 12 and they will look upon the one whom they've pierced and they will mourn over him. And so there is yet a future fulfillment of this, I believe, this prophecy in Joel. Then he says, I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before the coming of the great and awesome day of the Lord. So Joel here is speaking of these cataclysmic signs that will occur during the great tribulation period. Obviously, this has not happened yet, but it will. John, the apostle said in Revelation 6, 12, I looked When he opened the sixth seal and behold, there was a great earthquake and the sun became black as sackcloth of hair and the moon became like blood. This will happen at the end of the tribulation. It will be the precursor to the second coming of Jesus Christ as he comes again to establish his kingdom on earth. And Joel said, it shall come to pass that whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. For in Mount Zion and in Jerusalem there shall be deliverance, as the Lord has said, among the remnant whom the Lord calls. What is so fascinating to me about this, that even in the midst of this great tribulation period, when all these cataclysms are occurring, whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. God is so desiring people to be saved. He gives them so many chances to cry out to him, to repent of their sins, to come to him, to call on his name. 
I believe that there will be the greatest revival there has ever been during that tribulation period. And we see in, in Revelation chapter 7 that John sees a number of people that no man can count, and they are those who come out of the great tribulation. They're wearing white robes that they've washed in the blood of the Lamb. And so I think people that had heard about uh, the signs of the end, the rapture, the tribulation and so forth, uh, when the mark of the beast occurs, they will say, uh-oh, <laughs> and they will call upon the name of the Lord and, and they will be saved. But <laughs> I would not recommend going that route. That's going to be a very difficult route to go. How much better to call upon the name of the Lord now? And that's what uh, Paul said in Romans 10. He quoted this as well. Whoever calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. And today, Today is the day of salvation. We don't need to wait until then. So at a time when God was bringing judgment to the nation of Judah in the form of the locust plague and then an invading Assyrian army, Joel prophesied of a future restoration and God would restore what the locusts had eaten and prosper his people. And he would also pour his spirit out upon all flesh in the last days. I do believe that today our great need is for a fresh outpouring of the Holy Spirit so that we may witness in power, understand the scriptures and glorify Christ and bring forth the fruit of the Spirit. The great and awesome day of the Lord is surely coming. Today we can call upon the name of the Lord. So if you hear his voice, if he's speaking to your heart, don't delay, don't disregard his voice. But today is your day of salvation if you will call upon the name of the Lord. You've been listening to Simply the Bible, the Through the Bible teaching program of Pastor Daryl Zachman of Calvary Chapel, Treasure Valley. We're happy to announce that we're building a new facility in Southwest Meridian. For more information or to give toward this project, please visit calvarytv.org slash building project. That's calvarytv.org slash building project. To listen to previous episodes, check out our Simply the Bible podcast. Tomorrow we will see how God will gather the nations for judgment in the valley of Jehoshaphat, for the harvest is ripe, but he will shelter his people and bless them forever. We hope you'll join us as we conclude the book of Joel on Simply the Bible. <laughs>